0: Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic. So join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Christabel Tan and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. For today's episode, we'll be talking about ending the year well. And before I jump into this discussion, let's introduce our guest for today. Susan Ko is a stay-at-home mom and author of a parenting blog, jugglingmom.com. She's been married for 14 years to her husband, Alexis, and they have one daughter who is 11 years old this year. Susan is a firm believer that families are the fabric of a nation. Through her parenting blog, she shares honest stories of her personal marriage and motherhood experiences. She hopes to encourage families to nurture their most important relationships with intention and purpose. That's it, let's welcome Susan to our Paranet Podcast. Welcome! Hi, Christabel.
1: Thanks for having me on today's podcast.
0: Hi, Susan. Thanks so much for joining us today. You know, we're coming to the end of 2020, but this year feels like no other year. You know, Susan, there have been moments this year where I felt like each day stretched on for all eternity, but it's like I blinked my eyes and here we are again at the end of the year. How do you think we should approach the wrapping of a year as momentous, as crazy as 2020? But before that, let's talk about your typical year. Susan, how do you end each year personally with your husband or with your family? Do you guys do anything special?
1: Well, the year end for us is always a time where we look forward, you know, because there's always uh, Christmas and New Year where we often gather with our family and friends to catch up. And of course, for this year, I guess the celebrations will be on a much smaller scale. But um, I think it will still allow for a lot of our more personal and intimate conversations. So in our family, Christmas is a significant occasion, not only because of our Christian faith, but it's also a time where we get to slow down our very busy pace of life as we wind down for the year. So as a family, we'll reflect upon the year, you know, things like what went well or even not so well, the lessons that we've learned and to count our many blessings, I would say, just before the year ends. And this sets us on a good note as we look forward to the new year with anticipation and renewed hope.
0: That's nice. For myself, I felt like there were a lot of anxieties this year. And I believe for many of our listeners too, there were worries about our job security, our family's health, you know, if you'll catch COVID or not, Um, trying to understand how home-based learning works for some parents, Um, I believe that many of our listeners would also be worrying about their aged parents and so many other issues. Were there any issues that you faced this year, be it in your parenting or your marriage journey?
1: Yeah, I think like everyone else, I was also initially very worried and anxious about the impact of COVID because really day after day, right, I mean, we get nothing but bad news reported and there was just escalating cases here in Singapore and then There was all this talk about how it was going to affect our economy, our jobs, and just our life in general. So for me, I was worried about the future because I've just completed a contract role at the end of March and was even planning to take on a course um, in the later part of the year because I was planning to switch uh, my career. But after discussing with my husband, I think we just shelved my plans aside because firstly, it wasn't a small investment. And there was just so much anxiety about this ongoing pandemic situation and how long it will last. So thankfully, my husband was supportive of my decision to take a break and focus on helping um, our daughter cope with home-based learning and just giving her the much-needed emotional support as well. And um, for my husband, he started working from home And initially, we were very excited about this, you know, working from home arrangements. But later, we found out that the close proximity, just 24-7, was a bit too close for comfort. And what I noticed was this blurring of lines for our personal life, family life, and work life. So while I was happy that my husband is just like a room away, right, and then I expected him to just switch from work mode to family mode once he knocked off. But instead, I would just find him like still stuck on his computer or even just on his mobile phone. And not coming out of his um, office and continuing to work. Yeah, so there were many times, as you can imagine, we got on each other's nerves uh, just trying to shush each other when we had Zoom calls or meetings. And the whole lack of space and boundaries just make everything very, very tense at home. Uh, I can't even count the number of times when we have lost patience at each other and made very insensitive comments in our frustration. But of course, as I look back now on hindsight, I think... We should have just established clearer boundaries from the start for our space and our time and just be more mindful of the way we speak to each other to avoid all these unnecessary explosive interactions um, that stems out from stress.
0: Sounds like it was quite a stressful year for you, you know, um, wondering about job security, right? Thinking about your career and future plans and also communication um, issues with your husband. And definitely, <laughs> I believe for many of our listeners as well as myself, definitely that feeling of lack of space as the entire family feels like we're all crammed together in the same house and the family members are so close to each other, there, are, there is bound to be moments when our shoulders rub against each other and we step on each other's toes. Having said that, in the midst of all these uh, challenges um, that you faced in 2020, how did you manage to um, stay afloat? How did you manage to keep a sense of hope and optimism in each and every day. What did you do to cope with the challenges and the stresses that you were facing?
1: I think what helped me to cope was having an awareness that there are some things that are just simply out of my control. I mean, just take for the example, we tried to be very careful, you know, not to catch a cold or flu because we didn't want to go to the clinic unnecessarily or worse, right, to get tested for COVID. But then what happened was that my daughter had to be hospitalised due to a severe stomach ache. And then my husband was also down with dengue fever. So once again, the panic button was pushed and we were all very, very worried, you know, as a family. So thankfully, both of them had a very quick recovery and my husband didn't even have to get admitted to the hospital or go for any blood transfusion. So those are the things that, you know, we really couldn't control or foresee. But there are also many things that were within our control. You know, like for example, how we manage our conflicts also. So remember what I told you about me being very triggered with my husband and my child right so um, I was also telling myself that I didn't like the way that I was behaving and to be honest I could see how I was also a contributor to those problems so the first step for me was to have an awareness of my own triggers and reactions you know if there were days when I would actually get very very snappy I realized that oh it could also be because I stayed up late to catch my Korean drama so just sleep early you know that was a very easy solution So I had to recognize that at times I have to work on becoming a better me before I can even have expectations of a better husband or a better marriage. You know, so like what I tell my daughter, before you point your finger at someone, remember that four fingers are pointing back at you. And another lesson for me was also, I guess, learning not to take offense um, in terms of my relationship with my husband. Maybe just to share a funny incident as well. I remember I was walking into the room trying to talk to my husband. But then he just pointed at his phone and slammed the door on me. Of course, I knew he was going to take a work call, right? And so naturally, I would still feel very upset because he behaved so insensitively. But I know that, you know, it wasn't deliberate and I just had to let it slide. But of course, it was important that I also express how I felt about his behavior afterwards. And so I guess it's important that we can actually have clearer and more honest communications with our partners so that they don't actually have to second-guess what they're thinking also, Yeah, and I think during this time when it was actually very stressful, um, it was also useful that I surrounded myself with a network of support. You know, friends were actually cheering on for me and even on my marriage also, at times when I can feel that my relationship, my husband was getting very strained. So likewise also, I was also there to support my friends and also cheering them on and encouraging them, even though they
0: were having... um, discouraging moments with their husbands as well in their marriage. Wow. Thanks, Susan. You shared so many good points. Um, just to rehash some of them, you mentioned that um through 2020 you learned how to recognize your own triggers and you also grew in that self-awareness. And um, whenever you had a conflict with your spouse or when you felt very stressed, there was a lot of reflection um, going on where you were reflecting about um, what was the part you were playing and how can you improve. So I think that's really wonderful to hear. And you also mentioned um, how you learned how not to take offence so easily, but also to um, look at things from your husband's point of view um, and try to understand him. But at the same time, you were very honest with him and you found opportune moments to... Tell him how you feel and express your emotions. Uh, Your last point was that, uh, which was a really good one, and I think it's really important for all of us, is that um, it's important to surround ourselves with a network of supportive friends and family um, who can hear us out and really um, be our cheerleaders when things get down. What were some of the positive highlights of your 2020? In spite of dengue fever... (laughs) Um, home-based learning, job insecurity and all that. What were some moments in 2020 that you really appreciate and enjoyed?
1: Yeah, I think despite the challenges that we had this year, there were still many positives that came out for us. I think for one, we definitely grew closer as a family with the extended time together because never in history, you know, had we all had to work from home for months. And this really gave us a lot more quality time that we wish we had all these years. And because we're on a single income now, we've also learned to find contentment in just very simple things and in things that really, that truly mattered. And this was especially so, you know, when we saw how our mere existence was being threatened by COVID and there was a sudden realization that life can really be taken away so easily from us. So there's a lot more appreciation, I would say, for family ties, for friendship. And even with regards to family, right, that even though a lot of, Our imperfections surfaced this year. Um, We are still not perfect, but we are definitely a work in progress day by day.
0: Um, Indeed, as you have said, so many things were very uncertain in 2020. And I think that this year has really shown us what's truly important, which is um, something that's valuable and doesn't change with time. And that's our family. To our listeners, um, we would like to encourage you to not let 2020 end on a bad note. Let us choose to redeem this year, looking for the good in it and taking record of what we're thankful for. It might be very tempting to just wallow in our hopelessness and despair that the world has thrown at us this year. But I think today we can make that decision to start 2021 anew as a family with renewed hope. Susan, do you have any last encouragements for us? I think
1: what I want to leave with listeners is to remember that we have a choice and that we are not victims of our circumstances. So for me, it was not feeling defeated in my marriage, even though cracks started to surface. And when I was just standing at the crossroad between like despair and hope and to choose to walk towards hope. Um, so that means really to choose to fight for my marriage every day and not to feel resigned that a marriage will naturally lose its sparks and romance, you know, because to be honest, marriage is a lot of hard work. Um, but that said, I think choice must also be accompanied by action and I've also chosen to apologize when I saw that how I was the one to have caused my husband hurts. And even though I'm very, very stubborn, you know, I had to really lay aside my ego and to just say sorry. And I think on the converse also to remember that we should also extend forgiveness and even to forget the kind of um, hurts and disappointments that we may have experienced also. Um, I think just simply not keeping count of the hurts and disappointments or even allowing our bitterness to fester and go into bigger issues, is very important. And um, another encouragement maybe for the ladies is that we don't have to wait for our husbands to make the first move. I think if we can sense that there is tension in the family, don't let it linger and affect the atmosphere, you know. Um, we can definitely turn the tide when we choose to be hopeful in our marriage instead of just wishing that things would change our husband would change because change can really happen from us so you know this saying that you know the grass is greener on the other side i say the grass is greener where we water it so ladies let's be the change and get the conversation started going again and if uh talking is difficult then send a whatsapp so it feels less confrontational I, i actually do that quite often with my husband so I think that just never underestimate the power of change, I would say, when you reject hopelessness, because your marriage is not a mistake. And at the end of the day, just remember your wedding vows when you said I do to each other. And I think as we come to the close of the year, um, there's no better time to do it than now so that we can all look forward to the new year with renewed hope for the future.
0: So beautifully said, Susan. I think what you have said really inspires hope even in myself and I believe in the listeners and reminding us that there is indeed the power of choice that we have a decision to make today and tomorrow and every day. The decision to choose despair or to choose hope, be it in our our marriage or in our parenting relationships. Also, I think it's so beautiful the way you mentioned how it's important to choose to apologize when we know we are wrong, um, and to just eat the humble pie and to focus on restoring relationships rather than demanding that you know we are right and we are correct and the other person is wrong and the other person should apologize to us. But instead, to be the first one to make a step towards reconciliation. So these are these beautiful tips. I think that um, personally, I would love to apply, and I believe our listeners um, would really benefit from also as we think about our family relationships and how we want to end this year on a note of forgiveness, restoration and reconciliation. So thank you, Susan, once again and the many beautiful lessons you shared with us today. To our listeners out there, if you have any other questions that we can help you with, please write to us at parentfamily.org.sg at, at or subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter at www.family.org.sg slash subscribe Thank you once again to Susan for your valuable time and to all our wonderful listeners for tuning in Till next time